BYU Cougar basketball is back in action. So wide open, Barcelo again. AB for three. Let's get you ready to root on the boys in blue. This is Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Cougar Pregame Live is brought to you by Mountain America Credit Union. Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. Also brought to you by Quick Quack Car Wash. Fast, clean, loved everywhere. And now, here's your host, Jason Shepard. Good evening, BYU basketball fans. Welcome into Cougar Pregame Live, presented as always by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. After three straight road games tonight, the BYU Cougars are back at the Marriott Center, this time hosting the Utah State Aggies. Now, BYU was able to snap its very short one-game losing streak on Saturday when they beat Missouri State 74-68 in Springfield. That victory was a good one, considered a quad one road win. But despite that, BYU did drop 12 spots in the latest AP Top 25. They moved from 12 down to number 24 due to the loss at UVU earlier in the week. Now, not only did BYU beat a good Missouri State team, they did it in a very did it with a very small lineup. BYU was without Gavin Baxter, who, as we know, is done for the year with a torn ACL. Richard Harward, who's still dealing with a cardiovascular issue. And Gideon George, who missed his second straight game with a non-COVID illness. Essentially, Caleb Lohner at six foot eight was your five. And we will see if Coach Pope brings out the same starting lineup tonight and if Gideon George is able to return. Coach Pope told us yesterday that Gideon practiced a little on Monday and was a full participant yesterday. So certainly things look to be uh, at least trending in the right direction. We'll have to wait and see uh, when we get official word on his availability for tonight. Well, in-state games this season have been big deals, not just because they're against other teams from the state of Utah, but because every team in this state is playing really good basketball right now. When BYU faced Utah, the Utes were 5-0 at that time. When the Cougars faced Utah Valley, the Wolverines were 6-1 and at the time it won six in a row. And then tonight against Utah State, the Aggies are 6-2. and USU is coming off a loss at home to St. Mary's, but prior to that, Utah State had won six games in a row. They're led by Justin Bean, who is an absolute beast. Bean right now averaging a double-double with 22 points and 13 rebounds. And taking it a step further, Bean is shooting 66% from the field and 56% from three. That is insane. As a team, the Aggies shoot 50% from the field and 36% from three. Certainly BYU will have its hands full tonight with Bean, especially with a smaller lineup. And don't forget, Cougar fans, Ryland Jones, the Utah transfer, now resides in Logan. BYU fans, I'm sure, remember him the last time the Cougars faced him when he was with the Utes in 2019. This will also be BYU's first time facing Utah State under new head coach Ryan Odom. Odom is replacing Craig Smith, who is now at Utah. Odom was previously at UMBC, that is the University of Maryland, Baltimore County. And obviously there are some ties uh, with Coach Pope and the Odom family. Uh, Ryan's dad uh, was the coach at at Wake Forest, which is where 
Uh, Mark Pope was an assistant coach, so certainly there is a lot of familiarity between the Pope and the Odom family. All right, for more on tonight's game and a chance to get to know him just a little bit better, I had a chance to talk with Seneca Knight after practice yesterday, the former San Jose State and LSU transfers in his first season in Provo. Here's our conversation. Okay, so Seneca, you just told me that, because we were sitting by some other people, you said that you would prefer to do interviews away from other people. At that very moment, Tijon then said, well, I'm going to follow you and make this awkward. Is it awkward because he's like six feet away from you right now? It's a little awkward. He annoys me just like a big brother would, but I live with him, so I kind of get used to it. Okay, so, so you guys are roommates. How is Tijon as a roommate? Annoying. We always, we go in, we watch basketball, we talk about basketball. But no, nah, he, he real cool as a roommate. We'll sit down, we'll play the game sometimes. He'll be in there cooking sometimes, and we'll just have great conversations. What is the uh, the cooking arrangement? Do you guys, like, switch off? Or it's like, does Tijon cook? Like, do you guys go out? What's the home situation like? Uh, so we cook, like, our own meal. So I'll be in the kitchen sometimes cooking my meal, and he'll just be chilling in there and we'll talk or vice versa. Yeah, because I know Tijon said I cooked for him. I cooked for him like one time, but he made it seem like I always be cooking for him. But nah, whenever he go on a meal, he know he could just let me know. What is your go-to, by the way? What are you really good at making? I'm really good at making spaghetti and quesadillas. All right, nothing wrong with that at all. That sounds good right now. I probably should stop talking about food when I'm so hungry. Uh, <laughs> so take me through what this season has been like for you to this point. I, I know, the, you know it's obviously a, a strong start for the team. You guys are winning basketball games. You just have the one loss. But from your perspective, how's the season gone so far? Uh, I say the season's been going pretty good so far. We had, you know, some ups and downs with some teammates being sick or injured. But um, that's why we love basketball. You know, it's always a challenge and be able to maneuver and figure out ways to still be successful. The guys are great. I've been loving it here so far. And then personally for me, just being able to embrace playing a new position that I'm not normally used to. But um, I know it makes me better in the long run. It's been a pretty fun challenge attacking it head on, trying to figure out ways to get better. What has been the biggest adjustment with the different position and, you know, coming off the bench earlier and now in the starting lineup? What's the biggest transition for you? I'll say the biggest transition is just getting comfortable with the guys. I came in super late, so they've been really helpful and really encouraging with trying to get me as comfortable as soon as possible. And I'll say that's just been my biggest challenge, just knowing like which situations like I could be comfortable, play my game and, you know, not have to, you know, think too much. What situations do you feel like you're at your most comfortable? Um, usually when I say specifically when I put like on the wing, I'm used to playing in the wing. So now playing the four is different. But I'll say lately I've been getting more and more comfortable playing the four. I get with the coaches, we'll watch film, we'll talk about it. And just still being a basketball player and what comes with being a basketball player is being able to move you wherever they need you and still being able to produce. Well, and it's not just you. I mean, you know, with Gavin gone for the year and, and Richard out for the foreseeable future, as, as Coach Pope mentioned, I mean, you guys are going to have to play smaller. As a team, how do you feel you guys have done that? In a very short period of time, we understand, but how do you feel you have done that on the fly? Just, I'll say, going with our willpower, you know, us encouraging each other, you know, everybody's out of source now with, you know, Rich being out, Gav being out. But uh, just our dedication and just, you know, we had a mindset coming into the season and we know it was going to be some challenges, some obstacles that come up, but just being able to stick with it and know what our goal is and being able to maneuver to still be successful. Can't dwell on, you know, certain circumstances, even though they, it's tough. You don't want to see a teammate go down, but just, like I said, just our willpower. 
You guys have already faced Utah. You've already faced Utah Valley. Now you get another in-state team in Utah State. And not only are you facing all these in-state teams, but you're facing them, and they're all really, really good. What's your thoughts on this Utah State team and another in-state team? At least this time you get them at home. Yeah. Uh, it's nice. I'm looking forward to it. I used to battle them in the Mountain West, in the Mountain West days. Uh, they're a really good team. And, you know, just going out there, and we know it's going to be a battle, and we're going to have to compete. But just trying to find any way possible to get a job done. I realize you haven't played any WCC games yet. I'm curious, what has this schedule been like to start the season versus other non-conference games you've played at other places? Uh, it's been tough. It's been really challenging. That's one of the reasons I came here. Coach Pope talked to us about the scheduling and how he's going to schedule. And we have a really talented team, so I see why he put the schedule together. So it's been tough. It's been challenging, but embracing that, having fun. You had mentioned, you know, we talked about you and Tijon being roommates. When you need to get away and you just want to get away from basketball, what are you doing? How are you? How do you relax? Uh, I play the game sometimes. I'll turn my lights on in my room and I'll read a book sometimes laying on the ground. And... Other times I'll go out for a drive or go sit by water. You know, being from Louisiana, we surrounded by water. Yeah. And that's one of my favorite things I used to do. So I'll find like a lake or a pond or something and just go sit out and just chill by the water. So something that just kind of calms you being around the water? Yes, it just calms me. I love water. One last thing then. So this game and the rest of this non-conference schedule, obviously we mentioned the record. You guys have started out fantastic. As you guys go through this transition of trying to almost be sort of a new team without some guys, what gets you excited about the potential of what this team can do moving forward? Uh, I'll say the versatility. The fact that we can move players like Spence, Trev, me, Caleb to different positions and still being able to, you know, function and everything. It just, I'll say the flexibility, you know, AB, a, B, T, John, uh, they've been carrying us a lot this year. So it's just, you know, embracing the, the journey. And it's just super exciting being with these guys. We come every day to get better. And it's like a real joy in the jump. Seneca, thank you so much. I really enjoyed this. Uh, good luck against the Aggies. Yes, sir. Thank you. I appreciate it. That was Seneca Knight. And it has been, and I was obviously with the team uh, at Missouri State and uh, got to see Seneca playing that four spot. And he talked about in that interview that, you know, it's something that uh, is certainly different. It's something that's new and it will take some adjustment. But he said that he, he likes the idea of, of being able to kind of move around and, and do some different things. And he thinks ultimately that will help out his game. And, you know, this is something that, uh, that we, we saw when he came in, not just the fact that he was a scorer, but, you know, this is a guy that can defend. And he, we saw a couple of block shots in that game alone from Seneca. It's, this is something I think that he can be successful with. But, you know, as we were talking about in that interview, everybody on this BYU roster is making these adjustments on the fly because the roster just isn't what – Everybody anticipated it being, you know, a week ago. So this is all just happening in, you know, in real time. And it will take a little bit of time for everybody to start to feel a little bit more comfortable. The good news is we saw it work on Saturday against a good Missouri State team who does have a player very much like Justin Bean, Gage Prim, while he is taller Skill set is very similar, averaging a double-double, you know, can score around the rim, but can also pull you away and shoot from the perimeter. And I think that that's one of the things that were interesting, and I was talking with Coach Pope about this uh, yesterday with the general media, and just said when you, when you have three straight games where you're playing players with similar skill sets, so Fardaz AMAC with UVU, and what you learned against Fardaz, even in the loss, probably helped you against Gage Prim, uh, in the Missouri State game. And now that you've got the games against AMAC and Prim, how can that help you against a guy like Justin Bean? And so the fact that you have these three games against very similar players, 
you know, hopefully that's something that BYU can learn as you go along, and having them all in the same stretch can be something positive for BYU. All right, coming up next, we'll uh, we'll break this game down a little bit more. We'll head next door to the Marriott Center for our courtside conversation with Mark Durant. Cougar pregame live continues in a moment on the new skin BYU Sports Network. Here's Jason Shepard with more Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Tonight in Provo, it's a battle between the Cougars and the Aggies. Welcome back to Cougar Pregame Live, presented by Mountain America Credit Union, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. Jason Shepard with you. Happy now to be joined by our radio analyst and our all everybody's good. I don't want to just say my good friend. He's everybody's good friend. It's time for our courtside conversation with Mark Durant. Mark, how are you this fine evening? Jason, my friend, remember that, that one time we went to Missouri and, and called that win together? And I do. Did that, that was awesome. It was awesome. And then afterwards, <laughs> you, you, you came to dinner with my entire family, which was what, also awesome. What a great family. What a joy that was and very kind to invite me. I felt very I felt, I felt part of the Shepherd clan. I mean, it was awesome. Thank you. You're very welcome, and you are part of the clan. And, yes, it was a really good win. And I want to start here because you and I actually had this conversation. I think it was actually either in one of the breaks during the game in Springfield or maybe it was before. I can't remember when the conversation took place. But we were just debating on where we thought BYU would drop to after the loss to, to Utah Valley. BYU ended up dropping to number 24, and honestly, that is a bigger drop than I expected. I thought maybe 17, 18, but certainly still in the top 20. Were you surprised that the Cougars dropped 12 spots? Yeah, I was. I mean, that's I guess that's the way it is. I mean, it happens in football, basketball. A lot of people say, well, BYU's you know, just whining and crying about it. But, it, uh, you know, the, the, the bright spot is that in the future, uh, I think that, that'll be different uh, if BYU's in the Big 12 that they'll get a little more respect along those lines. I, I don't think a similar team, you know, ranked number 12, uh, losing a game, a, you know, an overtime game on the road is going to drop 12 spots. I mean, certainly they should drop, but the fact they came back and won at Missouri State, which is a good quad, you know, quad one win, and, and to get that win, um, you know, maybe they took into the fact that you lost Gavin Baxter and added that. Anyway, it's all, it's all kind of silly, uh, uh, but... Uh, that's just the nature of things with with this team it, it and that just goes to reiterate it, it's really hard to earn the respect and, and you i mean it, it takes a lot of work and it can go away very quickly if you don't come out and play every night and that loss to ubu was it was devastating in that regard and, and you you worked so hard to get there and you just kind of let it slip away um so i mean that's a good lesson to learn that you know if, if you know how hard hard it you need to work to get to a certain spot and how quickly that can go away, and you need to really value that and be ready to play every game. Well, and the, the thing that you're hoping now, <clears throat> excuse me, anytime you lose to a team, you hope that they, they get hot and they turn out to be, you know, the loss turns out to be a better loss than what you originally thought. And certainly in that case, you knew that Utah Valley was good, that, you know, they at the time were 6-1 were and one and had, had won six in a row. The way that they continue to play, you know, hopefully that's a, that's one of those losses that that looks better and better as uh, as the season goes on. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think it'll help them in the short run. Obviously, you're right. it did not help. But it, you're you're right. In the long run, if UVU is a tournament team, if they win their conference, 
you can then look to that loss. So that that really wasn't that bad of a loss committee. So let's you know factor that in. So Coach Pope mentioned to us during post game that BYU will never have the team that they thought they'd have at the beginning of the season again. Obviously, with the loss of the bigs, regardless of the lineup BYU puts out there, it's going to be considered quote unquote small ball, and you're just going to have to go with that. Can the small ball success that we saw against Missouri State, can that last long-term, do you think? I think so. I mean, we've seen it be successful here with Coach Pope. I mean, one of the things I like about Coach Pope, Jason, is that he'll play the style that he feels is best for his team. And so when you had Gavin and, and Richard and, and Gideon, I mean, th th there was a different style for him, and it was working, obviously, very well. Ranked number 12 undefeated. Um, but now he recognizes that will have to change, and and the fact that he can change style and still be successful, I, I said it says a lot about his coaching style, but and and ability. But but again, listen, with with a smaller lineup, you give up some things. Obviously, maybe BYU won't be the dominant offensive rebounding team like they were. They didn't have even have one in the first half against Missouri State. Maybe they won't. Uh, you know, be the, the dominant defensive team that they were because they don't have that rim protector back there necessarily. And you got younger guys that maybe aren't as experienced defensively. But with that said, you, you're going to be able to spread the floor a lot better. Uh, you're going to have more of a threat from the perimeter. Uh, and you're going to shoot, probably shoot the ball a lot better from three, I would think. Um, offensively, I think it's going to help you. So you give up some things and, and, you, and you get some things, I think, here. And I, I still think this team can be incredibly successful. You know, playing different styles, and Coach Pope will find a way to, to maximize the talents and the guys that he has available. So I, I'm not—it's uh, not a doomsday for me by any means that he has to play a different style of basketball. I mean, he'll just find the best way and, and get it done, and his guys will go out and perform. Well, it certainly looks like BYU is going to get uh, a little healthier than what they've been over the last two games. Uh, just saw Greg's tweet, Greg Rubel tweeting this out just about a minute or two ago. Uh, Gideon George, who we know has I don't, not. I don't, I don't follow him. Okay. Uh, he's, that's a boring Well, then, I, then I'm breaking some news for you, so <laughs> since you don't follow him. Uh, so with Gideon not playing the last two games due to non-COVID illness, um, Coach Pope told Greg in the pregame interview, which, which you will hear in its entirety in about 15 minutes, uh, that Gideon is going to be available tonight. He is not going to start, but he will come off the bench. That's certainly good news. So that means your starting five is the same from the last game. Barcelo, Lucas, Nell, Knight and Loner, um, how much does just having Gideon, whether it's a starter or not, help? I think it's a huge deal. I mean, Gideon is a guy that can score for you. You need more scores. You, like we talk about, if you're playing small, you got to have better offense. But he's a guy that can really still rebound from that wing position. He's a tremendous rebound, tremendous athlete, can guard really from one to five defensively. I mean, he really can. And uh, to have that kind of guy on your team and and provide a little depth at almost every position. I mean, he can play any position. He can. He's a good three-point shooter. Hasn't been great shooting it this year, but he, he's a good three-point shooter. But he can score with the one-on-one. -on -one. I mean, uh, the more that BYU has scores on the floor that defenses have to respect, then it's the better. It's going to spread the floor. It's going to make it easier on a guy like Alex Barcelo to, to free himself up. Teams can't afford to just throw everything at Alex and, and let other guys beat him. I, I think Gideon's a guy that really makes a difference in every facet of the game when he's on the floor, and they need him to maintain kind of that defensive, uh, you know, I call, him a, I call him a defensive juggernaut earlier. They need to 
He may not be a juggernaut anymore, but you still want to maintain that yeah. attitude and still that that's still a, a character point for your team is you're a good defensive team and and he's a great rebounder, especially in the offensive board. So I, I think it makes a, a huge difference having Gideon George out on the floor. Well, and this is another in-state game. It's another in-state game featuring a really good team. Utah State comes in with a record of six and two. Justin Bean is a phenomenal player. Uh, what are your thoughts on the Aggies tonight in this matchup? Here's one of the things I like about Justin Bean is he's the kind of guy like if you come to me and say, okay, pick out the guy who is leading the nation in double doubles and is like fifth in the nation in field goal percentage and seventh in scoring or whatever it is. I mean, he's top ten in several different guys. Pick you know, pick that guy from from all the players out on the floor, and he'd probably be in the the lower half of the picks that you make. He just you just look at him. He's just like. You know, just like an average, ordinary guy, maybe a little taller than most, but I, I, I love that because it's not all about athletic ability and size and strength with him. Obviously, he's got those things. He can't be good with at this level without him. But I mean, he, he, the reason he's good is because he works harder than anybody. He wants it more than anybody, and he's really developed into a nice player. He's got some good post moves. He can shoot the three. You know, he's worked on his game. He's worked, 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 and now look at him and look what he's what he's able to do. So he's a pretty remarkable player. And, you know, I, I can't remember, Jason, can you ever remember a time when BYU's had to face three opponents in a row with a guy that averaged a double-double on each of those teams? I not mean, like this, and certainly I, I, not this remarkable. early. Yeah, I, I can't, I mean, when was the last time even a BYU player in the history of BYU has averaged the double-double? I mean, it just hardly ever happens. And to play three guys in a row, each guy seems to be better than the last guy. That's a real challenge, but hopefully BYU's learned a couple things. This will be a real challenge for Caleb Lohner defensively on him, and everyone will have to help on him, but uh, it, that, that, that's a tough one, and, and BYU's really going to have to use their strengths on the perimeter, which I think they have. You know, Ryland Jones, I think, is a really good player, obviously was, was great for Utah against BYU a couple years ago. You know, he'll be ready to go, but I think BYU's got a real, with, with Tijon and, and Alex on the perimeter, have a real advantage there, so it may be BYU's perimeter guys uh, against the strength of Utah State, which is Justin Bean. I'm looking forward to this one. This one should be a good one. Mark, great stuff as always. Thanks for uh, thanks for the interview, and uh, we'll hear you with Greg coming up in just a few minutes. Hey, thanks, Jason. There, see ya. See ya. That's Mark Durant. I want to remind you, stop by your local Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the lowest price on every tire every day. Big O Tires, the team you trust. After a timeout, we'll check out some other scores in college basketball, plus the Jazz are on the road at Minnesota. An update on the Jazz and the Timberwolves when we come back. This is Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Smith's knows this year the holidays are doubly important, so make your celebrations doubly special. Let's get you back to Cougar Pregame Live with your host, Jason Shepard. Welcome back to Cougar Pre-Game Live, presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. Cougars and Aggies coming your way in about 35 minutes. Fans, remember when the Cougars win, you win with Papa John's Pizza. With the BYU win tonight, pizza will be 50% off at PapaJohns.com using the online promo code BYU50 tomorrow. This offer is good at any Utah location. There is one local team playing right now, Utah at TCU. Horn Frogs leading the Utes in the first half, 22-20. to 20. And the Jazz, as 
I promised, an update here. First quarter action, three and a half minutes to go at Minnesota. Jazz with a one-point lead at 29-28. to 28. Coming up next, back over to the Marriott Center for the Cougar Pregame Coaches Show with Greg Rubel. You're listening to BYU Basketball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. It's time to get the inside scoop on today's game. This is the Cougar Pregame Coaches Show, brought to you by Zions Bank. For a financial slam dunk, Zions Bank is for you. Also brought to you by Big O Tires. Your local Big O Tires has financing available. Big O Tires, the team you trust. Now let's head back to the Built Bar courtside seats and join the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Good evening, Cougar basketball fans. Welcome courtside inside the Marriott Center on the BYU campus here in Provo, Utah. Tonight, the Cougars play their third in-state game of the season, hosting the Utah State Aggies in the 238th all-time meeting between these two programs. BYU has won the last nine in the series, including five in a row at the Marriott Center, the Aggies' last one in this building almost 17 years ago. I'm your play-by-play presenter, Greg Rubel. With me, my quarter-century broadcast partner, the beloved former Cougar Hoopster himself, the social media humorist, Mark Durant. And, uh, Mark, BYU's kind of walked the tightrope uh, to its current 7-1 record. The shooting's been inconsistent. The injuries and illnesses have been relentless. But somehow, BYU keeps grinding out victories. Uh, there are no breathers. Every game is against a good team with double-double players, it seems, every game. And the Cougars are kind of in survival mode in one way, but then also making it work on the way to 7-1. and one. Yeah, in a way, it's, it's analogous to Texas Southern. Uh, and you remember Texas Southern, they go on the road for two months to start right. playing really good teams, and they always lose, although they did beat Florida last week. They did, last ranked week. Florida, yeah. So they maybe get one or two wins, and that's a success. But then at the end, in conference, they win their conference, and they win their t- and then they go to the tournament. And they're better off late in the season because they did that. So, you know, BYU obviously wants to win games. They, they're not content to, to, to lose the games maybe like te- Texas Southern is, but they, they're going to be better later in the season for this. You know, obviously you've got like uh, Fusini Traore and uh, Tiki Ali Atiki and Seneca – you know, Tijan, guys that are kind of new to the program. You don't think they're going to be better later in the season because of what they're doing now. This gauntlet that they're running now, they're going to be used to playing in tough environments against really good players. They're going to be better. This team will be better. So you, you just try to get each win. It's, it's hard, and maybe you drop one here and there. But for me, later in the season is where this, this time right now will pay off. That's Mark Durant. After this break, we'll hear from BYU head coach Mark Pope and get an update on the playing status of Gideon George, who has missed the last two games. Lineup notes and more from Coach Pope coming up next. This is the Zions Bank Cougar pregame coaches show. Live from the Marriott Center on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. the Cougar pregame coaches show for more with head coach Mark Pope let's rejoin your host Greg Rubel welcome back inside the Marriott Center where tonight the 24th ranked seven and one BYU Cougars entertain the six and two Utah State Aggies and their new head coach Ryan Odom the Ags featuring the nation's leader in double doubles Justin Bean averaging 22 points 13 rebounds per game well, after relying on size and rebounding on the way to a 6-0 start, uh, BYU flipped the small ball switch 
Saturday's win at Missouri State, including a new lineup with Caleb Lohner in the post and Gideon George missing a second straight game due to illness. So the switch has been flipped due to necessity with, of course, no Gavin Baxter, no Richard Harwood. Well, tonight in our pregame interview with BYU head coach Mark Pope presented by Zions Bank for a financial slam dunk. Zions Bank is for you. The coach talks about uh, who's ready to go and Gideon George in particular on that note and how his team will start tonight's game. He's feeling better. He practiced full yesterday. Um, he's just trying to, you know, kind of catch back up to speed. It was a rough 10 days for him. So we'll play him a little bit tonight and just kind of see how it goes, see how he feels. He'll start the way you did on the weekend then? Yes. Which is essentially, you know, small ball, if you will. Uh, Caleb becomes your big in that situation. Yeah, um, it, it makes us much smaller. Really where you feel the difference is at the three. We go from being a, um, you know, a, a kind of long offensive rebound in mind and Gideon George, Seneca Knight. Uh, to, to Trevinell, who's more of a skilled, uh, you know, he's going to make great decisions with the ball, handle a little bit. So Seneca does start again for you. What do you hope to get out of Sen at the four? Well, we need him to be uh, – he's a big night for him. He's going to spend some time matched up with Bean, who is a problem, especially for guys that face him for the first time. Uh, we need him to, you know, play with a, a, a tremendous amount of physicality and really be a force on the glass. Um, we need him to manage transition defense, which are keys for us in this game. And then we need him to uh, be a playmaker offensively, which he's fully capable of doing. A week ago you went against a 2020 guy in Fardaz Amac from UVU, and Justin Bean is sitting at you know, 22 and 13. So a similar type of numbers guy, but where is he different from the challenge you had, say, a week ago? Well, uh, you know, he's obviously playing a different position, a different style of play. Um, you know, he is a really, really high IQ, tremendous movement without the ball, huge motor, um, covers a ton of ground on the floor in transition in the half court, and and uh, you know, he's he's um, you know become an elite scorer. He is a he's a force to be reckoned with. Is there any book on him that makes sense yet in terms of how to play him? Well, I, I, I don't know if there's a book and how to do it, but you know what you need to do. One, you just keep him off the glass. Two, we need to, you know, one of our show principles is see man and ball, and you always have to be able to see man and ball with him. He's such an elite, uh, high IQ cutter. And then, really important, we move our feet, keep it in front of us, and just make his shots harder. He's going to score. Anybody that's averaging 20 points a game is going to score, but we need to make his his uh, shots more difficult. What are you conceding relative to rebounding, and what can you not concede right now? Well, you know, we just need to rebound the best we can. Um, you know, we have guys that are really talented on the glass. We have guys that are high-motor guys that really attack the glass. Um, we're just smaller. We're smaller at the five, and therefore we're smaller at the four, and then we're smaller at the three. It's just a trickle-down effect when you move everybody up a spot. And so um, we just have to manage it. You know, uh, in the last two games, our, our guards have been unbelievable on the glass, and we'll need to continue that. And we need to make sure that that doesn't become a deficit for us. It was a huge strength in the first seven games. And it's got to it's got to remain a, a positive or at least a break-even point for us. I'm sure you think you're a better three-point team than your numbers show right now. Is that fair to say? Yeah, I think so. I mean, historically, uh, we bear out to do that. So I think we'll, you know, we'll continue to shoot the ball better and better and better um, but but you know I love winning games when you're not making shots that's what great teams do is they win when they're not making shots and so um, you know we believe we can do that we believe that we should be able to do that it's our goal to be able to do that and so we'll continue doing that and you're seven and one not shooting it the way you think you can shoot it look yeah. at it that way you know we we, we we really feel like the upside of this team is ahead of us um, you know the trick is we got to we got to keep the foundation that we have and then we got to keep getting better you have one home game 
between November 24th and December 29th, and this is it tonight. Yeah, we're super happy to be back in the Marriott Center. It's a, it's a, you know, it's, there's no doubt um, we put together a brutal schedule for ourselves, and and uh, it is teaching us and growing us, and and you know we remind ourselves every day that the most important goal for us is that we get better every day. On ho- at home once in a while, on the road a lot, uh, you know, hopefully a lot of wins. Certainly we're going to take some else from time to time. And the most important thing is we have to get better because at the end of the day, you know, our league is really tough and, and, and we've got to be great in our league. And then we, we're trying to go be the best team we can possibly be at the postseason when it matters most. All right, Coach, thank you for the preview. Best luck against the Ags. We'll talk to you postgame. Thanks, Rick. All right, that is Mark Pope. Leading us into tonight's keys to the game. Brought to you by Ford. Built Ford Proud. Mark Durant gives us his keys to tonight's contest. Yeah, Utah State is great with uh, getting assists in games. Fifth in the nation in assists per game. That's 19.4. Mm-hmm. So if they get around that number, Greg, that means that they were able to get in their offense, run the stuff that they want, and they were successful at it. If that number is around 15, 10 to 15, that means that they had to go kind of one-on-one, do their own thing, which is not what they do well. So look at that number. If that's low, then BYU's got a great chance tonight. It is break time. We remind you that Smith's has all your fresh game day grilling and tailgating faves. And when you shop today, you can get free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Just order from the app or at Kroger.com. Make your game day great. Smith's fresh for everyone. The BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show coming up next on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. It's almost time to hit the hardwood. This is the Cougar Tip-Off Show, brought to you by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Also brought to you by the BYU Creamery, the classic BYU tradition. Have a scoop today. Also by Siegfried and Jensen. Siegfried and Jensen has been helping Utah families for over 30 years. Now let's head live to the Built Bar courtside seats and join Mark Durant alongside the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Good evening once again, Cougar basketball fans. We welcome you back inside the Marriott Center for the only home game BYU will play in the span of five weeks. It's BYU and Utah State with the Cougars looking for their 10th consecutive win over the Ags. Tonight's game tipping off another big week for BYU. Trip to South Dakota and a game with Creighton coming up on Saturday. This is the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show brought to you by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Greg Rubel and Mark Durant with you from courtside. Jason Shepard is our studio host. Our control board operators are Tanner Graff and Josh Cloward. Terry South is our coordinating producer. Our BYU radio engineers, Sean Fay and Barry Squires. Broadcast intern Jacob Habel in studio tonight. Glad to have you joining us on the new skin BYU Sports Network, led by our satellite radio flagship BYU Radio, Sirius XM 143, and over the air on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM, plus the online streams and the apps. Lots of ways to listen. Well, one week ago tonight, BYU was ranked 12th in the country going into its game at Utah Valley. After the Cougars lost a late lead and that game in overtime, they were sure to drop in the polls. They did drop. But they stayed in the AP Top 25 at 24th after a weekend win at Missouri State. And uh, Mark, after stumbling down the stretch at UVU three nights later in Springfield, the Cougars saw 14 points, second half lead dwindled to one late in the game. But BYU rallied and picked up a huge win, especially after Wednesday. So Mark Pope's BYU teams have still never lost back-to-back games at any point in the regular season. That's an impressive stat. It's remarkable, but I guess it helps when you have really good teams uh, and you've got 
winners on your team. And I say winners, I mean, everybody wants to win, right? Uh, but you got guys that almost literally will, will themselves to victory. And I saw that in Tijon the other night at Missouri State. It just in his eyes, he, what, he said, I'm not gonna lo- we're not going to lose this game. And, and, and made some huge plays, and Seneca and Alex, and, and I mean, to have that mindset, because things can go really wrong really quickly on a basketball team. And when you lose a game like UV, that, that can be a wheels-off situation. And to never have had that wheels-off situation occur, be able to come back and win the next game every time, that is really impressive. Mouth-watering Hawaiian-style food is minutes away from the Marriott Center. That's impressive. Fresh off the grill chicken, teriyaki steak, and sizzling shrimp from Coconut Island Grill with the island flavors your mouth has been waiting for. Text the word COCONUT to 61090 for a free drink with your next meal. That's COCONUT with two Ks, K-O-K-O-N-U-T, to 61090. Coming up after the break, we'll hear from Utah State head coach Ryan Odom as the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off show continues live from the Marriott Center on the new skin. BYU Sports Network. This is the Cooper Tip-Off Show. Let's head back live courtside and join Greg Rubel. All right, so we are live inside the Marriott Center as the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show continues. 7-1 and one, BYU hosting 6-2 and two, Utah State. Uh, BYU playing its only pre-Christmas December home game. Utah State playing its first true away game of the season. Utah State's been off for six days since losing at home to St. Mary's. That setback snapped a six-game win streak for USU for new head coach Ryan Odom. It's been a solid start to his tenure as he blends a solid core of returners with three key transfers in his starting lineup, two of them from his old school, UMBC. I spoke with Coach Odom about the discovery process with his first Utah State team and the challenge facing that team tonight. Yeah, no question. I mean, uh, you know, Craig Smith and his staff did an awesome job, as you know, you know, at Utah State, the three years that they were there. Great players, you know, throughout the program. Obviously losing two guys in Sam and Nimi over the last two years, big losses. And uh, to have uh, Justin Bean and, and Brock Miller returning, you know, is huge for us. And, you know, you mentioned Brandon and, and RJ. Obviously we've coached them for four years. You know, we've been in, you know, hotly contested battles, you know, big games, uh, games where we come up short, uh, games where we have huge wins. And mm-hmm. and uh, so we know we know one another really well, and they know the culture that we're trying to continue to grow here at Utah State. So it is comforting to have those guys here, but, you know, we're facing a really strong BYU team, as you know, so it's going to be a fun game. Coaching where you were and Justin playing where he was, how familiar were you with Justin Bean? And then now that you're with him and playing with him, how much of maybe a hidden gem is he still for some of the country? Yeah, he's definitely a hidden gem. There's no doubt about it. I mean, obviously, folks in the Mountain West and our area out west know a lot about him. Back east, not as much. And I think they do now. We went back east for four games, played in Annapolis in in Navy, and he performed extremely well. And then, obviously, was the MVP of the the tournament at Myrtle Beach, the ESPN tournament, and had a big win over Oklahoma, obviously, in the championship. So, you know, he's quite a player. Uh, He's developed, you know, in the last year. I mean, he wasn't asked to do as much as we're asking him to do doing everything now. yeah and and uh you know he's really uh he, he's performed extremely well so far this season okay uh, rylan jones somebody byu fans and players know quite well from his previous stop uh, has he been everything you hoped he would be uh, as a floor general for you out there yeah absolutely i mean rylan the first thing you notice about him is you know that he's willing to give his body up for his team he's he t- 
takes charges every game. Uh, some he gets, some he doesn't. But you know, the reality is he's willing to get in there against six ten, six seven, you know, two fifty, and and put his body on the line. And he's a coach's son. You know, he he knows the game, he understands the game, and from my perspective as a coach, you know, uh, he makes my job a lot easier when he's out on the court. Okay. Thoughts on BYU and the Marriott Center? Yeah, I mean, what a beautiful place. My first time in here. Never coached a game in here, obviously. So excited about that. And we had a chance to shoot around last night and then this morning for the guys to just get an opportunity to get get their feet wet in here. But we, we understand that it's going to be a hostile crowd. and you know, But we're mainly focused on their team because their team's so good. They're well coached. Coach Pope has done a great job here you know, in a short amount of time. And, and you know, I think it starts out with their guards, but it doesn't end there. Uh, they, they really rebound the ball well. If we don't really compete on the glass, uh, we'll have a hard night. Well, Coach, welcome to Utah, and welcome to this rivalry. It's been a great series for a long, long time. Yeah, no question. Thanks for having us. Appreciate it. All right, that is Utah State head coach Ryan Odom. The Cougar Tip-Off show continues after this on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. You've seen those BYU license plates on other cars, but haven't gotten your own yet. Welcome back to the Cougar Tip-Off Show. Let's rejoin Craig Rubel. BYU and USU coming up just after the top of the hour. BYU has won 12 of the last 14 meetings, including a wild win up in Logan one year ago, a game in which Alex Barcelo led the way with 23 points. Mark, you were up there for that. I was calling a bowl game that night uh, back east. Boca Raton Bowl, if memory serves. So, no, it, was, it might have been the Coastal Carolina game. I think it was the Coastal Carolina yep. game. That's yes. what I was doing. Yeah, yep. it was the Coastal Carolina football game, and I listened to you guys driving back from that bowl, uh, uh, that football game. So, anyway, a year later, uh, Alex Barcelo remains uh, in the driver's seat for BYU, but his co-pilot, if you will, in the backcourt is Tijon Lucas. He and AB were tremendous together in BYU's weekend win at Missouri State. You were there for that. I was not, and as BYU picks up the pace and goes smaller to compensate for no Gavin Baxter, no Richard Harward, now those two, A.B. and Tijon, continue to be the most, well, I think, most important players on this team. Oh, man, if you could have seen it, I'm, watching Tijon late in that game, you think about these last three games, Utah, UVU, and, and Missouri State, where would BYU be without Tijon? Probably 0-3 because what he did in the second half at Utah and at the end of that game at Missouri State, you could see it in his eyes. He just went to another place. It's like he got his spinach and he became uh, you know, the strong Popeye and was just so focused, lasered in, and he was so good. So the point of that is when you've got Alex Barcelo and Tijon Lucas running your team, you're going to win most of your games. And now it's about involving everybody else and get, getting some confidence to be a well-rounded team. But with those two men, you're in good shape. Well, in 2022, BYU men's basketball will be dunking on cancer through generous donations. Each BYU dunk during WCC play will raise money for BYU's Simmons Center for Cancer Research. For more information on the Cougs' fight against cancer, go to sccr at chem.byu.edu. That's sccr at chem, chem.byu.edu. Final thoughts before tip-off. Coming up next, this is the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. The Cougar Tip-Off Show rolls on. Let's head back live courtside.
the singing group Amplifier, they call themselves. BYU and USU getting set to tip it off here at the Marriott Center. Greg Grubel, Mark Durant with you courtside. Uh, Caleb Lohner, big part of the weekend win at Missouri State. Grabbing big rebounds, stick backs late. As much as we talk about A.B. and Tijon being the most, maybe the most important players, they're going to need something from guys like Caleb to get through this rough patch that they're having without uh, so many bigs on the floor. Particularly tonight. I mean, he's going to have his hands full with Justin Bean, and I think he can do it. But, yeah, he hit a couple jumpers, too. Now all he has to do is start getting that rhythm from the three, and he does so many good things for you on the floor. Good to have Gideon George back as well. Even though he'll come off the bench tonight, uh, those two games he was sorely missed. Yeah, the rebounding, obviously... He's an incredible defender and also a guy that can score one-on-one, which is valuable. BYU and Utah State tip-off is coming up next. This has been the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.